0: Hey everyone, Abel here, back with a short video, and in this one we are going to be talking about a rather heartwarming, not super invasive, kind of light-hearted topic, and that is optimal shoulder training. Now, whether I'm 100% qualified to be talking about optimal shoulder training for maximal development, whether I'm really walking the walk is debatable and I'm gonna get back to that in a second but what I want to say is that I absolutely love prioritizing training my shoulders because really when it comes to developing a good-looking physique you can just look at someone's shoulders and more or less tell whether or not they are serious about their training if you have well-developed side delts then you're going to look wider from the front if you have well-developed rear delts then someone can just look at you from the back and if they don't have a lot of knowledge in muscle anatomy then they will say that you have a good-looking back And many times I'm just looking at actors or athletes or some celebrities that people admire for their good physiques like a Ronaldo for example and I'm just looking at the guy and I'm like yeah really good physique but what about the shoulders or I'm looking at Van Damme for example from the movie Kickboxer and I'm like yeah sick physique but what about the shoulders same thing with Brad Pitt in the role of Achilles so having well developed delts is really really crucial if you want to develop a good looking physique. I also like training the shoulder because you can really prioritize them with relatively non-invasive training. Since the shoulders really respond well to isolation movements, which you can do for really high reps, you can really just beat the shit out of them without putting yourself at serious risk of overuse injuries and the like. It's practically just pretty hard to injure yourself when you're doing sets of 30 with lateral raises and things like that. Now two things that I want to point out about shoulder training is that for one, I really like to train them with pretty high frequencies. Three days a week is pretty much the bare minimum that I would recommend for side and rear delt training. And even when I was doing my super minimalistic training protocols, even then I preferred to train them at least four days a week. And I think even if you have something like an upper-lower split, when on some days you wouldn't train your upper body at all, I see no issues with adding in some delt isolation work at the end of your lower body training as well. Because these movements are really non-invasive and they're definitely not going to interfere with your lower body training at all and if you're in the gym for six or so days a week then I see really no issue with training them six days a week if you want. Now that's on the frequency side of things. The other thing I want to point out about shoulder training and I did a podcast episode on this some time ago and I'm gonna link it down below but I'm really not a big proponent of overhead pressing when it comes to shoulder training for the simple reason that overhead presses are really more so a front delt exercise more so than a side delt exercise talked about this in that podcast episode as well but by actually demonstrating it on video it's going to be much easier but if you actually just think about the function of the side delts the overhead presses are really not targeting that function really well really if you just think about it this is the function of the side delt raising your arm up like this with the overhead press you're just not really accomplishing that effectively if you're doing a barbell overhead press and standing like this then through this initial part of the movement, you're sort of mimicking a front raise movement, which if your shoulders are internally rotated, then there is going to be some side delt involvement. But still, because your front delts and also your triceps are going to help you out quite a bit, it's just not really the ideal way to stimulate your side delts. And once you're past parallel, so your arms are out here, then your front delts are actually in a fantastic position to produce a lot of force and get stimulated maximally. Now again, there is some side delt involvement, but because your arms are externally rotated maximally, it's sort of mimicking a full cup lateral raise movement, which again is just not the ideal way to stimulate a side delt. You actually want to either have your palms face downwards or even actually go into a slight internal rotation if you want to really stimulate your side delts. Now, two questions will naturally come up from this. The first one is, can you still build your lateral delts and develop those 3D shoulders with overhead pressing? The answer is yes. But the question is, per unit of volume, per unit of stimulus, per unit of fatigue, and per unit of stress on the connective tissue, are you getting the best bang for your buck for the muscle groups that you want to stimulate? And the answer is that if the muscle group you want to stimulate is the side delt, then the answer, in my opinion, is no. Now the second question that arises is is there an actual problem with stimulating your front delts and the answer to that is yes and no but more so in my opinion is that it's just redundant because your front delts are going to get a ton of stimulation from basically all chest exercises and from most shoulder exercises as well Because anytime you're doing a flat press or an incline press or a chest fly or a shoulder press or even lateral raises, your front delts are going to get involved. I mean, hell, even if you're doing something like a cable curl and you're standing like this, then your front delts are resisting the line of pull when you're doing that cable curl. I mean, that's what kind of keeps your arm in position. If you were to look at the training program of some famous bodybuilder, like a Jay Cutler or someone and you were to add up all the volume for each of his muscle groups and add up all the volume that he's getting indirectly for for his front delts, you would find that okay, he's doing 20 sets for chest, 20 sets for biceps and like 35 sets for front delts. It's actually when you're doing high volume training, you have to be actually pretty creative to not overdo volume for your front delts. So doing an exercise that preferentially targets that muscle group is just not the best use of your time. Now there can be some good reasons to include overhead presses in your program so for example if you're short on time you're only in the gym a couple of days per week and you're doing some really minimalistic program then it's good to include exercises that target a lot of muscle groups and there's just a lot of overlap because a barbell overhead press for example is gonna target the front delts to some extent yes the side delts, your triceps and also your traps so that's a good reason right there. But if you're pretty meticulous about your training and you're doing a moderate to high amount of volume then I think there are just better options out there. Now another point will naturally come up from this is that look at this guy or that guy who has amazing shoulder development and they are swearing by the overhead presses. Look at someone like Kino Buddy who is swearing by the overhead press. He includes it in all his training programs. He's crazy strong at overhead presses and he has massive shoulders. Well, Body has fucking massive everything, okay? Okay, that sounded bad. But the point is, kinobody has amazing genetics, like top 5% genetics. Even by internet standards, he has really good genetics, let alone by general population, average genetics kind of people standards. You can look at his early videos when he was only a teenager. He already had a better physique than many people will have after years of busting their ass in the gym with pretty good training programs. You could also bring up the example of Jeff Albers, who is as far as I know, mainly doing these one-arm overhead dumbbell presses for his shoulders and he has sick shoulder development. Well, Jeff Alberts looked like this when he was 17 years old, okay? He had a better physique than many people will ever have. So what will work well for these guys is not necessarily going to work well for average people with average genetics. This is generally just an important lesson that when you're looking to apply principles and learn lessons from people as to how to train a given muscle group for maximal development, You don't want to look at the people who were naturally really really gifted in that department. This is generally why you don't necessarily want to look at Arnold Schwarzenegger's chest training tips or biceps training tips because these people were just blessed with amazing genetics for these muscle groups. In general it's much better to look for people who have developed certain muscle groups to a decent degree despite of their genetic limitations as opposed to people who just followed the path laid out for them by their genetic gift. On the other hand when it comes to developing your shoulders you can look at someone like myself. Uh, I'm gonna put up a picture here and this is a picture taken after a year of doing a lot of overhead pressing getting reasonably strong at them and not doing a ton of isolation work for my shoulders. And my shoulders are kind of meh, like the physique itself, but it's just nothing to write home about. On the other hand, after a year or two, after basically not doing any shoulder pressing, just doing a little bit here and there, but doing a lot of isolation work, a lot of side laterals, that's kind of redundant, a lot of lateral raises, a lot of face pulls, shoulder pulls, these kinds of exercises, and you might be impressed or you might be underwhelmed by my shoulder development, but you got to hand it to me that my side delts are a feature of my physique. And as the time passed, they actually kept on improving. And for the most part, I did not do shoulder pressing at all. And I did a shit ton of isolation work for my delts. So general message so far is that I do like high-frequency training when it comes to the shoulders, like three days a week at minimum. And I'm not a huge proponent of the overhead presses when it comes to proportional, good-looking delt development. And with that, let's get into what exercises I do like for the shoulders. But for that, let's switch over to a voiceover. The way I like to set up training the delts is having two or three movements for the side delts and two or three movements for the rear delts. For the side delts, in practice, I tend to simply do the same movements in different rep ranges to induce some variety and minimize the chances of overuse injuries. My number one favorite choice would be a cable lateral raise because of the constant resistance curve, which in practice is the big limitation of dumbbell lateral raises, where there is no tension on the muscle at the bottom of the movement whatsoever. By leaning forward a little bit during the movement, you can reduce the involvement of the front delts even further and it also reduces the risk of shoulder impingement a bit, which can be further enhanced by keeping your chest up, which increases subacromial space. I like to start the movement with a pinkies up cue, so with a slight internal rotation, because that should put the lateral delts in a more advantageous position to face the resistance. But because this can increase the risk of shoulder impingement, I like to rotate externally slightly as I'm approaching shoulder height during the movement and then rotate even more externally as I'm passing the point of shoulder height. A good cue to use here is to push your arms outward as opposed to trying to get your arms up and that can keep this movement more side delt dominant as opposed to trap dominant. However, if you do decide to go a little past shoulder height like I often do, which you don't have to by the way, but if you do, you can get some extra free upper trap training on the house basically. The other favorite of mine is a dumbbell lateral raise seated. And I'm sort of using this as my benchmark movement for the side delts where I'm looking to see most of my progression over time. I like to do this seated because with standing lateral raises, it's really easy to fall into the trap of focusing on progression here to the point where the form gets increasingly more sloppy over time until eventually you're just swinging the weight up. So what I like to do here is retract my shoulder blades and sort of press myself into the bench, almost like you would do with a bench press to have a really stable surface. And then you can actually just focus on performance. I like to do this for sets of 12. And similarly to how I'm doing it with the cable laterals, I like to initiate the movement with a slight internal rotation and then externally rotate as I'm going close to the point of parallel. And then slightly rotate externally even more so as I'm going over parallel to again get some extra trap work in and then for the rear delts my two go-to movements are face pulls and shoulder pulls I like to perform both movements with a rope attachment and with a lifting strap attached to them to get some more range of motion because otherwise you would kind of punch yourself in the face at the contracted position if the rope attachment by itself is not long enough I like to do the shoulder pulls at the cable tower and pull from shoulder height because this internally rotated position can be tough on the rotator cuff when pulling upwards but in the case of face pulls i like to do it on the rowing station for convenience sake since the setup takes less time although i should note that you can do the shoulder pulls in a half kneeling position you don't need to set up a bench for that like i do in the video i'm doing it this way because the floor is just crazy slippery at the cable tower so i would literally just pull myself out of position if i was to do it that way An important cue here is to try to accelerate the movement throughout the concentric phase and really try to pull the rope explosively at the end since the sticking point of the movement is near that point. So if you pull the rope with a very consistent cadence, you'll fail the movement a little bit sooner than you would normally have to. This is why you'll see me kind of grinding a few reps out and then all of a sudden I just crank out a few more with relative ease because that's kind of the point where I'm realizing that, oh, I should actually be a bit more explosive with these reps. You can perform these movements a bit heavier and go as heavy as maybe sets of eight. I see little reason to go heavier than that. I personally still like to keep these above 15 reps and on face balls, I go as light as 30 to 40 reps just to give some love for my connective tissue, but otherwise these movements tend to be pretty shoulder-friendly, By and by that I mean shoulder-joint friendly. You could make a case for cable reverse flies as well, and I think those are definitely great exercises. I just personally find it a bit hard to maintain form to the point where you're effectively targeting the rear delts and not letting your rhomboids take over by involving too much scapular retraction. But if you have one of those reverse peg deck machines in your gym, that can be a great addition too. And the last thing I'd like to say about isolation work for the delts, which are my preferred movements to build proportional delts, is that I think the reason many people don't swear by them is that it's a little bit trickier to monitor progression with them. Uh, This just results from the inherently lighter weights you'll be using with these movements, which can be trickier to overload by 1% or 2% workout to workout like you would do in the case of compound lifts and thereby it's easy to get into a rut when you're just giving up on progression after a certain point point. and at this point many guys will just do these lateral raises and the like kind of haphazardly with not much intent and after some time they conclude that these movements are useless but if you can be a bit more savvy and creative when it comes to progression you can make excellent progress with these movements so yeah i guess that's all i had to say about shoulder training i hope you enjoyed this video If you did then subscribe to the channel to get more up to date on things like this if you like the video then well drop a like why not right and let me know what are your favorite side and rear delt exercises in the comment section